0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the RLS podcast, episode 70, Um, 70 episodes in, um, which is absolutely mental. Um, I've definitely been slacking the past couple of weeks, like the first time since I started the podcast where my attention has been elsewhere um, due to planning the live event, um, which is happening a week on on Saturday. Um, So I've had a lot of time that I would have dedicated to the podcast going towards that, um, and I think I'll let myself away with that, to be honest. Um, episode seventy. When I hit a, when I hit ten episodes, I usually take a little couple of week break um, because I'm going on holiday. I'm going to do exactly that. So we are then going to return after holiday with a one month mental health theme. Um, now, look, I know some people probably don't find this overly interesting, um, but I, it's not. This isn't really a case of me trying to run some crusade for mental health. And it isn't a case of me trying to um, fix the world and make the surrounding areas and everyone listens to this podcast a better place. It's more a case of like just education and helping you understand your own mental health. Because look, especially coming into the age that I'm at right now, um, well, your early 20s all the way up until, God, there's not there's not a barrier. Um, young males, it's a, it's a pretty it's a subject that needs to be talked about. and I've had a lot of kind of things happen the past couple of months. And there's been a lot of occasions where it's just come to the forefront of my mind. Um, and as a personal trainer and as someone that probably speaks to a hundred people a week and um, through Instagram or through my own clients, um, you see these things happening, you see them unfolding and sometimes you don't see them. Um, sometimes it's it's difficult to really put your finger on when someone is struggling or when someone is, suffering from depression or anxiety and at the end of the day that's not necessarily my job but it would be nicer of me personally and all of us kind of understood it more because there's a lot of narrative around this thing that it's selfish, it's silly, it's wrong, it only affects certain people um, and it is is—it's—it is rife. Um, it is something that a lot of people struggle with in the modern day so it's something I'm going to be taking a deep dive into with hopefully um, a couple of different people. I'm going to be speaking with a client through their own experience. I'm going to be speaking with um, someone that runs the mental health personal training qualification um, in in the UK and hopefully Andy's Man Club um, if I can get in touch with them and that would be a very nice kind of little month to run through. Um, but for today we're going to be speaking about a uh, a pretty interesting subject, Um, and I didn't really want to put a title to this. It was more kind of like a conversation that that kind of creates the title. So, you know, when you've had that conversation with someone you see as a very high performer, um, it might be someone that you kind of look up to. It might be someone that's running marathons. It might be someone that stays in shape all year round. It may be someone that's at the top of their game in football, and you ask them the question, how do you do it? Like, how do you stay in shape? how do you keep doing all these things? Like I could never do that. I just don't understand it. And I'm going to explain to you how that person has got to that place. I mean, it's impossible to create a framework as to how this happens because it happens differently for every single person. Um, Like I didn't just kind of start going to the gym and I was competent at everything. Like there was a certain amount of learning to do. And there was a certain amount, certain amount of uh, uh, guidance that I needed to get to the place that I'm just now. And I don't, class myself as a master but I class myself as autonomous when it comes to these things like the gym training eating looking after myself is something that just happens without me even thinking now so we're going to dive a little bit into values and we're going to dive a little bit into the four stages that can get you there to staying in shape being fit just happening just the same as it would that you would brush your teeth every morning just the same that you would cook your lunch and it becomes an autonomous autonomous behavior and I will also plug um, someone that I took this idea from. Um, It was the Built for Life podcast with Mark and Jen. Um, I listened to that episode just the other day there and it really helped me understand this framework and it really helped me it's, there's a lot of these things that I understand and I understand what it is, but I don't understand how to explain it as good as some other people. Um, and it's obviously something that I've gotten better at through doing the podcast, but these guys just do it to a different level. So if you do want to listen to that and you want to miss out the middleman, go straight to the Built, Built for Life podcast. Um, it's their most recent episode, I think, and it was it was really class, but I'm going to try and explain it in my own, in my own way to my own clients um, and help them kind of understand how you get to that person the person that does these behaviors autonomously who doesn't need to think about it who just stays in shape who just stays fit and is really like a master of what they do like it essentially you could you you're never a master of what you do unless you're at the very very top um Lionel Messi could be seen as like a master of football like he's he's mastered it and um, but he will always still want to get better um so the four stages let's take you through the four stages to get there I'm going to need my notepad in front of me for this one so There are four stages and it goes like this, unconsciously incompetent, consciously incompetent, consciously competent, and then unconsciously competent. So let me explain each stage, pretty similar to the way that Jenny Mark did. So in the first stage, let's use the example of you are coming into my program. You have just signed up for my program and you are unconsciously incompetent. Now, what that means is that you don't know what you don't know. Like you've come into the program, maybe a little bit naive, you want to lose some body fat, and you just know nothing about tracking calories, you know nothing about training, you know nothing about nothing, you just really don't understand it. And you're, you're naive to the whole thing. You're like, right, let's go, let's do it. Let's get ready. Let's go and make a change. You may have done something like, I don't know, Slimming World in the past or Weight Watchers, and you've been kind of sold these false ideas about foods have sins, and things like oh you can't eat that you can't eat this and generally you don't know much and this is a beautiful place to be because you've got so much to learn so much to gain and um, so much benefit can come from gaining this knowledge and so much benefit can come from starting can come from starting to train um, so yeah i genuinely think this is like a it's kind of like a sweet spot you're like blissfully unaware of what's about to happen and you maybe don't kind of value training and fitness as much as some other people at this point, you kind of just, you're just starting your journey off. The second stage would be consciously incompetent. So this is one of the harder parts. So this is the part where you've began to work through your goals. You began to work through your fitness goals and you've began to realize that, holy shit, I don't know much. Like you began, began to come, become more aware of what calories are and you begin to become more aware of what fitness is and training in the gym. But in the early stages, there's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of, I actually don't know this stuff. Like I need to try it. Like I need to actually go. And you begin to feel maybe a little bit insecure at this stage and a little bit kind of like embarrassed at times. And you're like, oh, I don't know this. I don't know that. But it, be- it can become a bit like overwhelming sometimes. But the, the great thing about this stage is that like you, you've got so much progression to make. Like there's so much to gain and you've got so much time. Like you could go through this stage for the next two years and and really haven't not learned even half of it. And the way that I could describe this is, is like, you know, the way that again I must admit that I'm kind of recycling what what Jen and Mark had said, but it's almost like a new job. It's um it's like starting your new job and like on the first week, you don't expect to know exactly what to do. You're gonna probably look like a, a little bit of a dick sometimes. You're probably gonna feel a little bit embarrassed. You're probably gonna forget people's names. You're probably gonna make a few mistakes and that's fine because give it a little while, you'll know everyone's name and you'll settle into the job, just the same as you'll settle into learning your fitness goals. And again, relate this to anything that you want to. Like you can make it relevant to anything you, that you want to. And then the third stage would be consciously competent. So this is like this is kind of like the make or break point. You don't go. Not everyone gets to stage four, which I'm about to explain. But consciously competent is when you know what to do. Like, you know, you've maybe been this person before where you come into a program and it's like, I know what to do. I'm just not doing it. Like, I know exactly what I should be doing, tracking calories. I know that I should be going to the gym. I know that I should be walking. I know that I should be taking these supplements. I know that I should be eating these foods, but I'm not doing it. Um, And I've seen this individual come into my program over 100 times. Like 100 individuals have probably said that to me over the past three years. Um, I know what to do feel like I know everything but I'm just not doing it so you ask yourself the question then why do I need a coach if I know everything why do I need to sign up with someone why do I need that help Um, and it's because you've not went through the mental constructs to get you to stage four and you you've not you've not implemented you've not gained that consistency and typically this is the reason because of this is because your your values don't align and I'm going to touch on values after this this is kind of like a two pronged attack as to four stages of high performance and values and how they kind of tie in. And um, so at this point, you tend to be floating between the person that you want to become and the person that you've been before. So once you've been through stages one and two, there's no doubt that you've adopted some new habits, new new routines, and maybe a slightly different lifestyle. Um, and you will understand how to keep yourself in shape, how to get yourself in shape and how to train. Um, that tends to be what happens at this stage, you kind of know what to do. Um, but what then happens is you're delving back and forward between the life that you want to create and the life that you used to live. And a number one example of this is someone who's giving me the goal of, right, Ryan, I really want to change my life around. I really want to stop living like that, the way that I was before, going out every weekend, um, doing all these stupid things. And uh, just like I was 10 stone heavy, maybe 10 stones, is a bit of exaggeration, but I was maybe 10 kilograms heavy. I don't want to become that person again. But what you're doing at this point is you've got this like internal battle between I'm still feel comfortable living that way that I was living before because I'm doing things like drinking and kind of blah, 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 whatever it may be. But then this person on the other side, I need consistency. Like I need to stop doing those things so often to become the person that's going to be in number four. And number four is unconsciously competent. So unconsciously competent is essentially someone that just does it. And the phrase I used at the start, you know, when you talk to someone and you're like, how do you do it? How do you do it? Like, how? The person usually goes, don't know, just, just just, do it. Just like wake up in the morning, go to the gym, eat my breakfast. And it's just natural. It's just the same as brushing my teeth. Um, And you kind of like envy these people and you're like, how do they do it? But I'll tell you what these people do. These people, and I'm not just talking about myself. I'm talking about my best clients. I'm talking about the people that have really began to live the life that they want to live. They have been doing it consistently for so long that it's become a habit. It's become more than a habit. It's become a lifestyle. And this is where people gain long-term results, long-term high performance. This is where people become high performers. This is where people excel in their jobs, in their careers, with their families, in their sport, in the gym, with their body shape, with their fitness. They run marathons. They run half marathons. They win player of the year awards. They accomplish amazing things they get promotions at work and look I am not saying that the only way towards that is through fitness again I said you could relate this these four stages to literally anything that you do in your life but if you want to become a high performer you need to begin to live the life of a high performer and you need to more often than not not delve back into that person that you were at at number one when you were unconsciously competent and what happens is people do the things that they were doing at number one when they're looking to try and get to number four and it doesn't align, like it doesn't match up. Um, so how can you get yourself from three to four? Because if you don't make that, bridge that gap, and by the way, there's also nothing wrong with being at three. Um, you're probably going to be doing okay. You're probably not going to be like hating your life anymore. You're probably going to be one of these people that maybe puts on a bit of weight, loses a bit of weight, gets fit, gets slightly less less fit, kind of, is doing really well in the gym but then kind of drops out of the gym the only thing this person lacks is consistency and the ability to bridge the gap to that new lifestyle that they want to they want to have and I did this for a while like I did this last year for a long time like I was like right okay I see this person that I want to become I want to become this like professional business owner who excels in the sports that he plays who gets in really good shape who feels good every single week who is able to afford his mortgage, who is able to kind of do nice things and go on holidays. And I was like, I want to become that person, but I was too attached to going out and bevying and just fucking kicking the ass out of every weekend. And I woke up every Sunday morning and Monday morning, I was like, that's not what I want to do, but I keep doing it because it was comfortable, because it was what I knew. And because it was like, because it was easy. Like, it was easy. I just waited for the weekend and kicked the hours out on Saturday. And I was just like, ah, that's fine. That's cool. I, I don't mind that. And again, I don't want to continually relate this to alcohol because I know I seem like I've got some sort of vendetta against vendetta. it's not even vendetta. is not the word. But I feel like I've got something against it. And I don't have something against it. I just realized that I've been able to live the life I want to live with a lack of it. Um, So I kind of kept floating between three and four. I knew I was a, could be a high performer, but I wasn't really living like it. I wasn't really living like the person that I knew I could become. And that put barriers up. That meant that I wasn't going to grow anymore. I wasn't going to build my business. I wasn't going to become any stronger, any fitter, any faster, any happier. I wasn't going to be living my life any differently next year than I was this year. And as a high performing human and as someone that wants to push on in my life, I I felt that I, I needed to step forward. Like I couldn't stand still. Like I didn't want to be sitting in this same chair Next year, doing the same things, feeling the same way. I want to move forward. Like I've got an absolute hunger for moving forwards in any way, shape or form. I just want to be taking the next step. I want to hit checkpoints. I want to keep living the life that I want to live. Um, So I needed to bridge that gap. And I believe that I've done it quite successfully. um, And I've really gained control over what I want. And a lot of that comes down to saying no to things. And a lot of that comes down to going, you know what? If I want to live this life like the new person that I want to become, then I can't keep doing the things that I used to be doing. And that's not to say that you become a boring bastard. And that's not to say that you um, become a nun. And that's not to say that you become a monk and you just sit and meditate and eat avocados all day. Like you genuinely can still do those things, but it's about the consistency of doing the good things over the consistency of doing the things that aren't good for you. And you know, what's not good for you. Like everyone's is different. It um, could be people that you hang around with. It could be diet things that you do at the weekend. It could be the standards that you're accepting from people around you. It could be the relationships that you're in. Um, it could be the habits that you have. It could be the deep, dark secrets that you've got hidden behind you that you don't tell anyone, but you keep doing those things without anyone knowing. So those are the things that you need to step away from. And then is it just as simple as that? No, it's not. And this is where values come in. So values are the core principles that you live your life by. It's like your internal compass. It's like the things that, and again, a good way to frame it is the things that you think about on a daily basis, the things that you, when you're going to sleep at night, you're thinking about, you know, when you're going to bed and you're like, fuck, I'm thinking about this thing, this thing, and this thing. It's the things that you speak about most. It's the places that you go most. It's the friends that you spend the most time with. Um, and I'm going to do a task surrounding this during the live event about helping people find their values so they can really figure out what's important to them and figure out which way they want to go with their life. And for me, values are ever changing, like what I found important in my life and what my core values were last year are probably going to be that tiny little bit different this year. They're probably going to be quite similar, but they're going to be a slight iteration on, on what those are. And if I could rattle off what my main core values are right now, they're very much based around my motivation for what are my motivations for work and one of my motivations for making more money is, is freedom and the ability to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Um, and that is very much attached to travel. So that's a massive motivator for me. Like when, and I, I don't want this to sound like it's a, like a proper kind of like businessy type thing, because at the end of the day, money is important, but that motivates me to get the next wage that motivates me to, um, keep my business running. I and mean, it's not the most important thing about my business. It's definitely not. Um, I would probably be fucking working on an oil rig or something. if I really just wanted to go and make fucking wads of cash and didn't care about anything else. Um, But that's one of my main values. That's one of the things that motivates me. Another thing that motivates me is development of myself and just continuing to perform better. And it's another massive motivator within my business and within myself. Um, Another motivator is, like making this is going to sound fucking really cheesy, but like having a positive impact, like helping develop other people, helping coach people, like if coaching and developing other people wasn't a, a priority with mine. Like, I don't think I would have the business that I've got just now. I don't think I would be doing what I would be doing. Um, if I didn't care about that, and that's most definitely one of my most important things. The other one would be like family and like relationships, like my closest relationship, which would be Ellie and my family. Like That's obviously a core value. That's something that I find important. I would throw my dogs and they would be attached to that. Um, and football, like football and actually like training those. I mean, training, and self-development is kind of like the same thing. But football, again, is something that I watch a lot. I think about a lot. I watch, go on YouTube, watch highlights every single morning of games that are on. And I fucking scroll Twitter more than I probably should watching and who's going to be the next Celtic manager and rumors like that's taken up a lot of my energy just now and it takes up a lot of my time in my week is football watching football playing football thinking about football and watching general football highlights and things like that that takes up a lot of my time so those are things that I've been able to kind of like pinpoint within my life that are important to me and I kind of understand right okay these are kind of the things that I need to begin to motivate myself around and within that obviously food was one as well food's, food's the last one food's the fifth one like I know everyone needs food to survive and likes food but food is a massive motivator of mine so like it's something I think about a lot it's something that I look forward to a lot and um, it's something that I spend a lot of time with in terms of like the people that I spend time with is it's particularly surrounded around food going out for meals and things like that or just like generally making food or being made food and um, that's another one of my motivators. So the, how I discovered these things was obviously like it, it, it can be pretty evident. Like it can be, be straight, pretty straightforward. Um, and you can really be able to pick these things out. But when you actually write them down on paper, you can begin to frame your life around about okay, how do I begin to live my life more in line with these actions? Now, when you are at stage one of the four stages of high performance you may not value fitness and you may not value um, healthy eating and and training and things like that overly that high. Like you may not kind of find these things important because at this point, you don't enjoy them because you're not competent. There's there's no competency around that, around these things. Therefore, you might not have them high in your value list. As you step into stage two, becoming consciously incompetent, you may then find, right, okay, like, I don't really know much about this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then you kind of maybe don't find it that important. And some people will just kind of stop there. they are kind of just stop at, Like, I don't know any of this shit. I'm never going to know. I'm just going to get a PT to just tell me what to do. And I'm not going to take any of it on board. I'm just going to, it's going to be like a, a drill sergeant. Do this, do this, do this, do 10 squats, eat this meal, have that meal plan. There you go, off your pop. At that point, you learn fucking nothing. Like you learn absolutely zilch. Because again, let's not bash personal trainers and not let's not bash people but if you do not gain the skills and the knowledge through this coaching program or through the process that you're going through aka slimming world loads of fucking nonsense sins all that shit you don't learn anything from that because it's false because it's not true the foods don't have fucking sins foods have calories um, and that's a fact um they have micronutrients macronutrients vitamins fucking minerals whatever like they have that they don't have sins so if you don't kind of you don't need to learn everything off to a t but if you don't gain knowledge and you don't gain understanding you stay at stage two and you don't go any further you don't gain, gain competency and without competency you don't see the value in that thing you don't then find fitness and health important because you don't understand it what do you what name anything in the world that you have absolutely no fucking knowledge or skill or understanding of, and you really, really, really love it. Like, you really, really find it interesting and you think about it all day, every day. You need competency attached to that thing, even if it's not necessarily... Don't think about a sport. You don't need to be able to play football to enjoy football, but you need to be able to understand it. Like, very few people kind of just watch football and don't care about what's going on within that game. They don't care about, okay, who's that player or who's winning. Um, They understand the game and they understand why they enjoy it, it does not, if that makes sense. And then when you get to consciously competent and you begin to kind of maybe value fitness and health and things like that, just that little bit more, <clears throat> that's where you're kind of on the, that's when you're on the cusp. So that's when your values, these are when your values will really change or they won't change. And this is where people get obviously confused and they... You have this little kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Little crisis in terms of what do I what's actually important to me. And this is the stage, stage three and stage two are the most important stages to figure out what your values are, to figure out what's important to you in life. And I know for a fact, coming to the live event next week will be loads and loads of people in stage three, be loads of people who they see these high performers, they see people like like um, again, I'll name drop a couple of people. They see people like Kreitz, and they see people like Sean Ritchie and they see people like Andy Finlay, like just generally like high performers, people that are doing like really amazing things, running marathons, playing football, playing golf, just like being like consistent with the gym without any effort um, and just really fucking smashing it. And they see these people at stage four and oh, I'd really like to be like them, but they don't live like them. And they, they're they not ready to make that, that step because They have not found the value in fitness and they don't have that as one of their top values. Like fitness, health, nutrition is not a top value. Therefore, they will not be a high performer in that regard. So when you're at stage three, their values are mixed up because they're like, I'm still going out with my friends and fucking kicking the ass out of it, staying out till five in the morning, fucking sniffing left, right and center, doing all these fucking things that are not good in in line with being a high performer. Again, I'll reiterate that, It's not right and it's not wrong. It's just the fact of if you want to be a high performer, you need to kind of hear this. And If you want to be a high performer in that regard, you need to hear this. Obviously, if you want to be a high performer in something else, you want to be a high performer in fucking 10-pin bowling, then yeah, maybe keep doing that stuff. It's probably not going to be a massive deal. But if you want to generally live your life to the fucking highest capacity that you can, you maybe need to think about this. So people floating in between three and four, they're kind of being dragged back and forwards, being a little bit confused. And this is where you this is where you have this crisis and you feel unfulfilled and you're like, something's missing, like something's missing. Like I'm making good progress then I'm going backwards. I'm making good progress and I'm going backwards. Now, this, as I said, is the hardest step because you need to align your values. You need to align what's important to you. You need to really figure out how do I want to live my life? In the next five years, who do I want to be? next year who do I want to be how do I want to feel what do I not want to be doing that's almost the one of the most important questions you can ask yourself is how do I not want to feel next year what do I not want to be doing what do I want to cut out of my life like what things should I not be doing if I want to progress and that's something that you really need to think about think about five years time who do you want to be what do you want to become what needs to be different what do you not want to be doing that you're doing right now and that may then help you align your values with the values of a high performer, with the values of someone that really fucking smashes it without effort on a daily basis. Someone that is unconsciously competent, who just gets shit done, maintains their shape, maintains their health, maintains their fitness, feels fucking amazing, smashes everything that they go towards. Um, and yeah, it's just a high performer. It's a high performer who's really clear on what's important to them um and as i said at the very start your values will change you maybe have kids and by the way that then goes to the top of your fucking list like your kids would just smash everything else out of the road and they're at the top of the list and although there is an argument to be said you should you yourself should always be at the top of the list it's it's hard to say that without having kids um because you could probably then say that yeah that's the top of the list um loads of other things could happen in your life. Anything can happen in your life. As we know, life is very fucking full of left, right hooks, uppercuts and fucking dodged punches. You just never know what's going to get chucked at you. Even a big fucking boulder comes flying your way. Try and dodge that. Um, That's just life. And your values will change around that and they will change over and over again. So if you are coming to the live event, we are going to be going into a deep dive on this. We're going to be really trying to figure out what's important to you. And then we're going to help you figure out off the back of that, what do you need to do on a daily basis, on a weekly basis for you to feel fulfilled and happy and for you to progress in your life? And then maybe, just maybe, if it's something that you feel that you want for your life, you can then bridge that gap to stage four and become an unconsciously competent performer who just does things without even thinking about. Um, just the same as brushing your teeth. So yeah, hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully that helped you understand the four stages of high performance. Um, once again, I ask you kindly if you've listened to the podcast please drop me a message let me know what you thought let me know if you related to anything let me know if you feel as if you are in any of these stages do you feel like you are number four are you number three number two number one Um, and let me know do you feel like you are clear on your values are you do you feel like you understand what's important to you or are you one of these people that floats back and forward and the last thing that I'd ask is can you please share the podcast because um, it is the last episode of this series, and the, the to be honest, the the listens are went a bit dead lately, um, only because I've not been pushing it. I I think either that, and I'm speaking absolute shite, It's one or the other.